Hello and welcome to the Clutch Tennis Podcast. Um, Luke, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks Charlie. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, oh, my laptop's now playing sounds. Um, yep, so it's the, the French Open um, and what an absolute mess this event has been. Um, so we are here with a week two podcast, which is something that we sometimes do, sometimes don't. Um, but we obviously, we put out a bunch of picks for, for the week one. And uh, we're here basically just to recap how how a lot of that is going. And um, and really just to sort of discuss who's the, who's the likely sort of names to progress out of their out of their respective quarters and halves in the second week, uh, which is obviously imminently coming up. Um, do we have a recap of what we've done so far, Luke? Um, I haven't really prepared one, but I can do a kind of vague one off the top of my head. I know that our, both our accumulators from the first round won miraculously, despite quite a few of the matches going to five. I think we had um, quite a few similar picks. Um, I know one of yours was Boyd because uh, Leibich retired. Uh, but yeah, all the all the other picks um, won, which which was good. Um, so far, five unit challenge, um, which we have on the Twitter. Uh, I don't think either of us have gone for that many um, selections so far. I had a winning one on Wednesday. I want to say uh, haven't haven't done too much since then. I know Charlie, you're you're down to your last unit. I think so. Yep. It's not being good. No, you need a, a kind of a hail mary to to save you. Um, uh, and what about what about the tips or passes? Tips pass. Um, I believe um, after today's results, I am because we've what, we've done seven days now. Um, I think I'm four and three, and I think you're three and four because uh, yeah. you you went for Dimitrov today, didn't you? Who who won? Pretty comfortably. Um, yes, Dimitri. Uh, that was against Outmire, was it? Yeah. What was the score there? I, didn't, I haven't actually looked at any of the results because I've only just woken up. Um, I'm pretty sure it was straight sets. I thought it would be quite convincing. I gave you a lot of reasoning for that. Oh yeah, four, three, and one. Wow. Um, and then he's got Alexander Zverev in the next round, which will be interesting. Um, mm. Okay. Anyway, um, so. Really just kind of recapping notable performances, notable kind of things about the event. I think the number one thing to mention is that this event has not been a, not really been a punter's event. I think on a personal level, I've made some small profit, but um, it's it's not really been one for, for the average tennis fan. It's lots of random results, lots of names that you might not have heard unless you follow the challenge at all. Um, no real consistency because I don't think anybody came into this event other than Alcaraz, really, with, with any sort of semblance of form. And there's a lot of big names that are kind of missing, and you've got no Nadal, you've got a semi-injured Djokovic, a lot of people who kind of expect themselves to potentially go deep into this event, who otherwise might not have tried quite so hard. So I think you're just, you're just playing a game with a lot of weird momentum shifts and, and expectations, and it's, it's been a very, very strange one to call. Um, I don't know what you make of this event so far. Yeah, it has been a bit, a bit of a minefield in terms of results. A lot of a lot of weird results, as you mentioned. Most of the big names not coming in with much form. Uh, as you mentioned, Djokovic been carrying a bit of an injury. 
Sitzpass has not been himself this clay season. Neither has Rude so far. Um, Runo kind of, well, he's made two, two of the the, the Masters finals, um, but he's been, yeah, a, a bit hit and miss with his performances. Obviously, no Nadal as you mentioned, um, and a lot of the kind of the four players coming in, some of which are, are still in the draw, have been kind of lower ranked players, and sometimes you you don't really know how that. Um, for those kind of lesser known players, you don't really know how that form is going to translate at slam level against kind of the more experienced guys. Uh, but for sure. As well. And, and I think it's just sort of messed with it a little bit in that like some of the bigger names who weren't in quite so much form have actually dropped out those guys. Like, I mean, we just spoke about Altmaier. Him beating Sinner in five sets is, I mean, that, that shouldn't have happened. Sinner was one of the guys who, I probably had him as second favorite to get out of this, get out of this half. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was my he was my outright pick. Um, I thought eleven to one was a was a great price. Um, looked even better once Medvedev went out. But yeah, a massive chance blind for him. Um, he he might not get another another half of the draw as, as open as it was for him um, for for a long time. Well, it feels it feels like an age ago, which is why I haven't even mentioned this so far. But yeah, Medvedev. Tiago Saboth Wild, who showed what he could do a couple of years ago winning Rio and has not done anything even on the Challenger Tour for two years since, comes South out and beats. Oh, not Rio, but yeah. Is this Sao Paulo? I'm going to have a look I at that. So. Uh, I don't think look, Anyway, regardless, he beat Medvedev, who obviously won Rome. So. Um, you thought Medvedev might be coming in with some clay form, maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just, been, it's just been a mess. It really has. Um, and and I don't think the prices have been good either. I think we've been looking at a lot of matches that are like either one to ten and not worth your time, unless you're taking them on a handicap, which is a mess on clay as well, um, or fifty fifties between two lesser ranked players, which is just not. Not a reliable betting source at the best of times. No. No, I mean, there's, yeah, it's, it, as you said, very, very hard to bet on a lot of, yeah. Um, so I, I'm just getting the Save Off World page up now. Um, he won Santiago. Ah, okay. Yep. I think he had a, so, yeah, like, a deep run in Rio, maybe semis. Uh, I think it was that match where he played. Was it Davidovich Fakina and threw in the underarm and the crowd was literally like borderline about to like rampage the stadium. It was it was pretty messed up. Um, I don't remember that, but I do. It was awful. Um, South American crowds are something else. Yeah. Um, anyway, so French Open moving forwards. Then um, if we're talking about the big names we still got left in. You still have most of them, to be honest. Still got Sitsipas. Still got Runa. Um, still got Casper um, Rude, although, my God, has he thrown in some bad performances so far um, and tried his best not to still be in the event. Um, uh, who else do we still have? Djokovic. Um, if I've not said Alcaraz, Alcaraz. Um, I, I think that's kind of it for the really big names, isn't it? Uh, Rude, I don't know if you said Rude. Yeah, I said Rude. Yeah, Zverev lurking around. I think it's Zverev, yeah. Worthwhile not ruling him out after he's just beaten TFO. Um, yeah, definitely not. I, I, I watched a bit of that match and it was, it was actually pretty good quality, to be honest, from both. 
a bit yeah. worried in kind of the the momentum shifts. There are a lot of a lot of momentum shifts, a lot more breaks than you'd expect um, in that match. Um, but yeah, look, look like both, particularly Spare, have played some some really good stuff. Um, and that quarter of the draw is very open now. Um, well, I, I watched Zverev in round one um, when he played against Lloyd Harris, and that was I actually took Zverev three nil as a as a result because Lloyd Harris hasn't won a match even at challenger level before this really for the last few months. Um, and Zverev was terrible. Zverev very nearly lost two out of the three sets that I saw. Um, I think it was seven six seven six seven five or something that match. So um, it, it was bad. And then he's seemingly turned it around in the, the rounds afterwards. Um, and if he finds his feet or a resemblance of any kind of form close to what he was doing when he was playing Nadal prior to his ankle injury, it, I mean, he could not only <laughs> be a danger in this event, he could win the whole thing. So it's um, that's interesting. Because uh, he was not somebody who I'd even spoken about prior to the event. Um, no, which, I mean, rightly, rightly so, I think, given his kind of lead up um to the French on the on the clay. Um obviously coming back from that injury um sustained last year. It's had has a had a, a couple of good results, a couple of promising performances, um, but on the clay didn't quite build on it as much as um kind of people had hoped for. Um but yeah as I say like I'm I was impressed with him today. Um had a good win against Moltran. I thought that might be a bit of a, a banana skin for him, but he he tucked him away quite convincingly. Um, yeah. So maybe he's he's starting to build his confidence. Um, yeah, Dimitrov next, and then winner of that plays the winner of Nishioka against Echeverry. Um, so so yeah, I'm, a real chance for him to defend those semi-final points. Just going through, just going through the quarters now. Now I don't know if there's an option for like actually betting on the quarter winners at this stage of the event. Um, I think I've I think I've seen markets for it. Um, even today on quarters. I'm just going to have a little look because that would be... Oh, yeah, to win quarters. Yeah, I have. Okay, so let's have a look at the, the bottom quarter. Um, ah, that's a shame. Um, I was going to say, like, if you could get... Zverev is, is evens, which depends whether or not you value him beating um, Dimitrov evens. is gee, that That is value, I would say, actually. Because... Um, mm. yeah, uh, that's too bad. Because I'm just looking at the, the actual draw and basically whoever wins out of Dimitrov and Zverev winning that quarter because the other quarter is Echeverry against Nishioka. Now, as good as Echeverry is, I think he will beat Nishioka there. Um, Zverev and Dimitrov, I think, are both a class up, personally. I think, you know, the, the fact that... He, I mean, he's never been this far in a slam before. I think against someone... I, I do think he'll win that match as well. Um, but I think, yeah against someone with the, the kind of slam pedigree that is Dimitrov and, and Sverev, I think he, he might come unstuck there. But it's, it's, he's had a really good clay swing, had a really good event as well. Uh, so could be a danger. Yeah. Wouldn't completely rule out an upset. But yeah. No, and then you look at the quarter above. So, I mean, this half in general. And then you've got Runa against Serendolo, which is actually going to be a very good match because I was actually going to mention Serendolo is one of the few guys who has come in with some pretty impressive steady form. Mm. Um, but uh, I think you've got to back Runa there, really. It's because of the weaponry he has. And you've got Nicholas Jarry against Kasparud. Nicholas Jarry, one of the, <clears throat> the biggest form players at the moment. 
And Kasper Ruud, who seems to struggle against people like Jerry, in fact, even lost to him in a high-altitude event the weekend before. Um, So, again, who's coming out of those that quarter? I'd probably, on current form, say Holger Rune, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd I'd say Rune is probably the the favourite for that quarter, but I wouldn't be stunned if any of those four men made the semis, to be honest. Um, as you say, Jerry's really impressive form. Already won two, two titles this year. Um, both on the clay, beat Brood last week um, and won the title last week in Geneva. Um, so he's done a bit of a winning run. And I think um, his his game style um, really suits these slow courts when he's when he's playing as well as he is. Uh, I think we've seen like Echeverry's kind of a similar mould in that they both have, I mean, nuclear big forehands um, that, you know, on, on any court surface are still going to penetrate. Um, but the, the speed means that they just have more time to either run around their backhand and to, to set up and, and throw away. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Jerry does have um, a, a pretty good chance of causing an upset there. And I think the bookies are kind of agree with their pricing. I think Bruce only wanted to there. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the odds for that quarter now. Um, I think Jarry is great value, six to one. Um, but um, I think uh, Holger Rune evens not value, but at the same time, that's sort of what I expected. Casper Ruud two to one. So the bookie's kind of in in line with what I've just said, really. I suppose. Um, then we move up to the quarter above. Uh, so if I just scoop my drawer up. Oh, God, what a mess this quarter is. Djokovic against Juan Pablo Mariash. Um, well, that's pretty obvious. And Kachanov against Senego, which is very 50-50. I think probably Kachanov just. Um, and then uh, Djokovic will kill them, whoever it is. So Djokovic, obviously, and he's 1-7. So, um, do, you any, yeah, do you have anything you want to add for that? I mean, look, that is crap valley. Um, I actually... I actually met Kachanov's pretty decent favourite there against Senego. Um, I think just given his slam experience, um, you know, incredibly consistent performer at slams, uh, made the semis the last two. I think also, if you break it down to game styles, I think they're quite uh, quite similar, but Kachanov just executes it better. Um, and he's just more reliable and makes less errors. Um, oh. So, yeah, I mean, Senego obviously had a really good win against Rublev. Um, but I definitely make Kachanov favourite there. And then uh, some decent matchups here. You've got Alcaraz versus Massetti. Now, as well as Massetti's played, and as much as you like him, he is going to lose that match probably in straight. Um, and uh, Seb Offner against Tsitsipas. Again, as well as Seb Offner has played, he's probably going to lose that match in straight. And then you'll have Alcaraz versus Tsitsipas, which is pretty obvious who's going to win that. It's going to be Alcaraz, so Alcaraz coming out of the top quarter. Any differing opinions? Um, I, I think I think Massetti does have a chance oh, against Alcaraz. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I, I knew you'd hate this, but I mean, he's he's. I've I've seen a, a, a couple of his matches, and he's played so well, Massetti. You, you realise that the people can't beat Alcaraz, and the reason they can't, no matter what weaponry they have, they can't beat him because the guy is taking it to them rather than them taking it to him. 
and he can hit those aggressive shots off anywhere in the court because he's just faster than everyone else. The only time I've ever seen him struggle was against Marazan, and I don't even know how that happened because I think it was just an off day from Alcaraz, but I don't think he has those anymore, slash ever. So, yeah, I mean, they're becoming few and far between. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I I do think the bookies have priced that too. Um, I, I think they're, they're too generous on, on Alcaraz, to be honest. I think Massetti has has a slim chance there with the way he's been playing. He also beat him last year on clay. Um, it was in Hamburg, but it's still a final, you know, still quite a big match. Um, a lot of pressure on Massetti as well. as He'd never won a title um, until that match. Um, so I I think he can take it to Alcaraz. We've, we've seen what he's done in this event in the past. He's taken Djokovic to five. He's taken six past the five. Um, and he's a better player than, than that this year. Right, we'll re- we'll revisit this on the Twitter when Alcaraz wins one one and love, um, but uh, right. but yeah, um, I, I, honestly, uh, Alcaraz is going to kill this guy. French Open, uh, he's gonna he's gonna make him look like a mug. And Massetti is such a tank bot when he goes a set or two down, like he's not going to try. Um, like he's such a pussy. Like he played Djokovic, went two sets up got rolled in two sets. And rather than actually deciding to actually fight for a fifth set, he just went, ah, you know what? I'm done. (laughs) Retire. What the hell? What a weak-minded man. Um, Anyway, and obviously, Sits Pass is going to be off now. And that goes without saying. Uh, Bookies make Alcaraz 1-3 for the quarter. Um, And make Offner 80-1, to if you fancy that. Um, (laughs) Offner to beat Sits Pass and then Alcaraz? I think 80 to 1 might even be too short. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. Okay, so I guess that probably means that we're looking at Alcaraz coming out of the first quarter, Djokovic out of the second. So, as expected, Alcaraz versus Djokovic semi. And probably Runa out of the third and Zverev out of the fourth, which means you're going to be looking at an exciting semi there, actually, between Runa and Zverev, perhaps. Mm. Um, or Rude um, and Zverev. But I think Zverev. Big chance of making the final. Big, big chance. Um, So uh, that's exciting. Anyway, um, we'll we'll just whiz through. It's difficult to do because we're so late in the event. We're not going to do like an outright, I don't think, unless you want to change yours. But um, we'll maybe do a wild card and an accumulator for for kind of selection purposes. And I'll just whiz through mine because we've kind of already spoken through all the matches that are coming up. Um, I'm just going to take a treble. Uh, it comes in at 1.62 to 1, so nothing exciting. Holger Runa to beat Serendolo. Yeah, I know, Snor. Runa to beat Serendolo at 2 to 5. I think that's good value. Um, I've said it already. I think Runa's got the weaponry, and whatever form Serendolo is, I think he has a ceiling. Um, Echeverry to beat Nishioka, 3 to 10. Um, yep, there's the expectation of, oh God, I'm in this point of a slam. But he's proven that he's he's just beaten Chorich 3-0. I think Nishioka's had a couple of long ones now, a couple of five-setters. Fatigue might be setting in. And also, we just know that he's not really accustomed to the clay, which, even though he's in the fourth round, uh, somebody like Echeverry really should be able to exploit that. Um, and then I've got Karen Kachanov uh, to beat Sanego, 4-9. As you say, I think it is going to be maybe four sets in favour of Kachanov. I, I like the price. 
Um, uh, both actually similar game styles, moderately athletic for big guys and reasonable serves. But Kachanov's just marginally more the steady, um, especially off the backhand wing. Um, so that treble is 1.62 to 1. And spoiler, I'm going to put my one remaining unit on that treble as well for the challenges. Um, I'm then going to go for a wild card, and I'm just going to take uh, Nicholas Jarry to win out of that third quarter at 6 to 1. I actually like that price on Jerry. As as I said, I don't I don't see why he can't make it out of that quarter um, with with the way he's been playing. Um, but yeah, I like I've, we've got two of the same picks. Um, I've also got catching off to beat Senega four to nine. I've already spoken about it, um, so I, I won't say any more. I've also got Etcheverry to beat Nishioka at three to ten. Um, yeah, Etcheverry Ech playing playing brilliantly as events. Um, he hasn't spent much time on court, um, which compared to Nishioka, he spent a long time. Um, very spent seven hours on court, um, benefiting from a retirement in round one. Um, and uh, Nishioka spent uh, just over 10 hours on court. I think he's had two five-setters and a four-setter. Um, as you say, um, is just, just far more accustomed to the clay than Nishioka. Um, Nishioka's 18 and 27 um, on clay in his career against top 100 players um, whereas this year um, alone Etcheverry is 15 and, and 8 so a far better clay record um, and yeah, yeah it will be cat and mouse obviously Nishioka a very defensive player Etcheverry likes to play on the front foot um, but I think for those factors that I I can't see Etcheverry losing that famous last words um now for the for the differing picks, uh, I'm going to take Djokovic to beat Varias uh, in straight sets at four to nine. Um, Djokovic, he's not playing his best tennis at the moment, um, but he has been tested um, and he has still hasn't dropped a set. Um, Fuksovic played out of his mind in the first set against him, um, and Djokovic still came over the set and then the Hungarian slightly slightly phased a bit in the in the last two sets. Um, then Davidic Fakina, not a nice round three. Uh, yeah, not a nice round three, but he still came away with that, with the straight sets win. Um, and I think now we're in the second week. I think this is really where he's going to look to find some form before the the uh, the tougher matches come, and where he can you know try and try and win the whole thing. Um, Varias has spent a long time on court. Um, all three of his matches have been five setters, and he hasn't really. Had any like massively inspiring wins? Um, beat Shang in the first round, who's pretty inexperienced at slams. Um, beat Bautista Goop, who's not good on clay and has not had a good year. Um, and he also beat Hercash, who's or who'd also spent a long time on court before that point, um, and who's also not good on clay. And I just think the matchup absolutely stinks for Varias. Um, he's left-handed. He he likes to use that kind of whippy lefty spinny forehand cross court um but that plays right into the Djokovic backhand which we know is, is still a, a formidable shot um and I just don't think he has the weaponry to consistently hurt Djokovic from the back of the court I think he's gonna have to take a lot of risks and you know will he be able to do that consistently I don't think so um so even though four to nine is not a, not an amazing price for straight sets um I'd, I'd be, I'd really be surprised if Djokovic dropped a set there. 
Um, now you're going to hate this one, but I'm taking Musetti handicap um, against Alcaraz um, because this is a long rack. I've gone for quite an extreme handicap. I've managed to get uh, plus nine point five gains um, at two to seven. So that just needs six six three six three six three loss or any better, uh, and and that wins. Um, as I say, Musetti's been brilliant so far. Uh, won all his matches in straight sets. Um, against Shevchenko, who's had a had a good clay swing. He made him look very ordinary, to be honest. Um, and he beat Nori very convincingly against someone who, you know, he's he's not playing that well at the moment, but he's he's never going to go away. And at, at a slam over five sets, it's, it's never an easy match. And he only dropped seven games. Um, and yeah, I, I just think with the way he's playing, he's he's... I think he's got half a chance, you know. Um, obviously, obviously, I make Alcaraz favourite, but the, the fact that he's beaten him last year, he's played he's played well at this event before. Um, I think he does have the weaponry. He's been he's been really patient as well, um, which I, I think you need against Alcaraz because obviously he's going to keep coming back and keep just making ridiculous gets. Um, but I. I, I think if he plays close to his best, I think he can he can really trouble Alcaraz here. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully, even at worst case, that handicap uh, of plus nine point five games still comes in uh, at two to seven. Um, and then the, the final match I've got um, these odds have just literally just come out. Uh, I'm going to take Zverev to beat Dimitrov um, at four to nine. Impressed with what what I, what I saw tonight. I just think his his game suits the claim a lot better than Dimitrov. Um, yes, Dimitrov has has a bit more variety in slice, but that's not as quite as as effective on clay as on other surfaces. Um, and yeah, with, with the way Zverev was hitting it on both sides, it looked like he was serving um, quite well too, moving well. Um, here's some great passing shots. Um, I think now's now's at, at a really big chance for him to to go deep in this event, um, and yeah, I, I I'm definitely making the favourite there four to nine. Um, so just recapping that, I've got Kachanov at four to nine, Echeverry at three to ten, um, Djokovic in straight sets at four to nine, Massetti plus nine point five games at two to seven, um, and Zverev at four to nine, and that fivefold. Um, has odds of four point zero four to one. Yeah, um, I think Massetti probably does cover that handicap just. But again, I could see him losing a set. I could see him losing a set six love. I just hate the idea of going on a handicap, especially if he just tanks the third. Like it's it's such a real possibility. Um, anyway, um, fair enough. The rest of them I like. Um, and and did you have a wild card? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Um, no, but um, I'll go for Massetti, um, ML. Fuck it. <laughs> I think he's like nine to two, maybe. This is such, such a that is a I'll, terrible price. I, I I could replay this match probably forty odd times, and less than one time does Massetti win. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. Okay. So, yeah, fair, I'll, fair. I'll stick. I'll stick half a unit on that for the the unit challenge and then I'll stick a unit on, on this accumulator as well. Have you 
You've gone insane. Um, <laughs> right, fair enough. Um, well, anyway, my remaining unit has been used on a on a one point six acre um, to try and get me back to to at least half my starting units for the second week. Um, are any of these matches tonight? Are they all tonight? I don't really know where we're at with this. No, um, so the um, the top half is on Sunday, mm. and then the the bottom half is on Monday. Yes, I'm just looking at what I can actually watch tonight in Australian time zones. It's like Kachanov, Djokovic, and Alcaraz. Really, yeah, not a terrible one. Um, cool. Um, right, is there anything else that you want to throw out just to kind of discuss, Luke, or is that kind of it? No, I, I think that's it, really. Do you do you still make Alcaraz the, the favourite? I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, Alcaraz is heavy favourite, yeah. He's the only one who's looked vaguely impressive so far, in my opinion. Um, so so I've got to, got to back him, really. Um, he dispatched Chapo very, very easily, um, which is another one who you thought was going to do the same thing. Um, well, Tara, I, no, I, I, thought it, I thought it could go. One of I thought it maybe could be close if Shapo played well, but he didn't play well. So yeah, dropped a set to Tara Daniel, I suppose, but um, beat Cobalt and won very easily. Uh, he's dropped one set in a total of nine so far. I think he's doing pretty well. Um, so yeah, uh, Alcaraz still my favourite. Um, and we'll we'll round off there then. Um, so thanks for for joining me, Luke. Thanks, Charlie. Um, follow the Twitter handle at Serving Up Clutch, uh, where we'll be updating with the, the various challenges that we're doing and some more kind of in-play tips and stuff. Um, and then we'll be back with a recap next week as we move into the grass court swing. So best of luck this week for the rest of the French. Enjoy watching it um, and see you soon. <laughs>